for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Space Potity, starring Lazra, Asimar, Warlock, Ray, Minotaur, Valorborn, Roxy, Wood Elf, Rogue, Druid, Nanpa 9, Auto Gnome, Rune Knight. Acting Captain's Log, Roxy, Wood Elf. Apparently this is something we do now. So this is not the first time I've crashed on a beach in a boat. Not the first time I've stumbled out of a mansion on the beach. But the first time they were the same thing. Because the mansion had a boat on the roof and they fell out of the sky. Crazy world. Lucky for us, we wrecked beside a fully stocked resort run by hundreds of clones named Hillip. The clones are named Hillip. The resort is named Hillip's Fantasy. Never mind, I can't hear that music again. (sighs) We've gotten a sweet deal where we drink for free and something about sales. I hope we don't bankrupt the clones, but they seem to really want these artifacts that were scattered on each island. Apparently, some adventurers have no manners, and they are wrecking the islands to get them. Nope, not having it. But en route to laying a trap, poor Lazarus fell down a cliff into the surf by some really scary jagged rocks. But I'm going to jump in, of course. Hey, welcome back to episode two of Space Potity, everybody. We are an actual play D&D podcast in the Spelljammer setting where four adventurers visit the worlds of other D&D podcasts under the guidance of that show's DM or GM. And here we have four regular cast members starting on my right. Hi, I'm Nahar Nishal. I play Roxy, your resident wood elf, rogue, and circle of the grasslands druid. And she, her for both Roxy and Nahara. And to Nahara's right. Nahara's right is, oh, me, Joel. I play Gray, um, a minotaur who th- thinks he's a bard. Uh, I'm a he, him. He's a he, him. I'm Janelle. I play Lazra, the Asimar warlock. Well, fallen Asimar warlock. She, her for both of us. I'm Lindsay, he, him. I play Nanpa Nine, autonome fighter, he, they. And with us, our guest DM for this arc. Hey, it's me. I'm Russ Moore, he, him. Here to crush all of you in this first arc. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Lindsay said. He's like, actually, I don't really want to do this anymore. Could we just kill everybody in the first go? Yeah, I wanted to leave early, so (laughs) I crushed early on. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it's D and D or crunchy snacks, and she decided on crunchy snacks. <laughs> My bones being the crunchy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> cha cha cha. All right, are we diving in? Okay. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah uh, we uh, left uh. off with me falling to my death. <laughs> Do I get a reaction? Uh, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay, so slip, fall. You see sharp, jagged rocks coming towards you. I will give each of your three friends a moment to react to that to see if there's anything fun, cool, or helpful that they can do uh, before... You get your final option to to try and save yourself, and then we'll see what happens. You all hear me yelp very uncoolly, <laughs> and then I'm just not there. <laughs> well, what order should we go in, Russ? Uh, let's start with so uh, Roxy and Gray. I have both made it across, or are like taking their final leap in order to make it across. So you see, uh, what looking back, you see uh, Lazra slip and fall. Nampon 9, you are paddling across on the water. So I'm going to say you're probably the closest and most likely to be able to react first. So let's go with Nampon 9 and then work out with uh, Roxy and Gray. Sure. So Nanpa is going to look up and see Lazarus slip and, and start to fall towards these exposed rocks, which are you know, in the water where Nanpa is. And he's going to do something that the rest of the party's never seen. Uh, as he's, as he's, uh, sort of speeding along, swimming along with his little paddle wheels, he's going to take his arms and unscrew his eyes from his head and pop them and his mustache off. He's going to Mr. Potato Head them down onto his belly and pull his fez down over his head. So he's now a giant head floating in the water with two little paddle wheels. But then you hear a loud pop and his trackball inflates out below him like an airbag, and his head rises into the air a little bit. Suddenly, Nanpa 9 is a 12-foot-tall Michelin man, and what used to be his body is now his head. He's going to uh, say, I got you, Lazaro. This is horrifying. <laughs> and this is scarier than the rocks. <laughs> st- stretch out an inflated, galvanized rubber arm to try to catch Lazarus before she falls on the rocks. Okay, what was in that whiskey he had? <laughs> what does that sound like? What is the, which part the the popping sound like? And then the arm? That just sounds, that's just an arm, man. <laughs> it's not stretching yet. He's just got a big old long arm. Okay. He's not going to Mr. Fantastic it out yet. Uh, make a dexterity check. Uh, probably straight decks for Nampon. All right. Not something he's so good at. Uh Uh-oh. He used the Foley dice. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. Uh, so this amazing scene with Nampon 9 happens. Uh, taking away just like a half second of reaction for Roxy and Gray. But now you see like... It doesn't look like Nampon 9 is going to make it in time. You can either do something to assist Nampon 9 in getting to Lazra quicker, or you can do something to soften or prevent Lazra's fall. Either of you can go in whichever order you, you see appropriate. I mean, I'm a minotaur. I'm pretty good at just jumping after, like dashing after shit. Um, but how close can I do? Can I successfully navigate my way to the ground to dash after her? And try to catch her? Uh, or is the distance from these platforms, I don't know what that you, is. If you wanted to try that, you could make your way back out onto the platforms and try and like dive, like tuck and roll into the water. It's not really a platform to land on as it's like waves crashing in. I mean, I'm a little tougher than her. I'm just, can, Roxy's faster do we have time to talk or no time to communicate You've got, between Roxy and uh, I? Real world conversation of three seconds to try and figure it out and go. My initial thing is to also jump in the water after her. So I let her. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and while she does that, I'm going to strangely bust out my bird pipe and start to imitate the sounds of the birds on the island which I'm going to use to cover the sounds of us crashing all over the place and where these adventures are. <laughs> So I'm going to try to perform the sounds of the bird island birds into the big echoey cave to cover up the noise of us trying to make sure that uh, 
She doesn't. Okay. Die. Love it. Um, <laughs> nice. For Roxy, are you using a specific skill or are you just wanting to try and like acrobatic? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump in. I'm swimming after her. I'm going to try my very best to get her. But if she does, in fact, hit a rock, I have the ability to do a healing word. Let's do this. Nanpa sees you starting to jump and he reaches out his other arm and says, I'll give you a boost. All right. And we'll maybe combine. Love it. So roll um, acrobatics or athletics with, ad- or yeah, with advantage. Um, and then give me a performance roll from Gray. No, isn't, just to say this is not the bagpipes. You, uh, you did I say I want to announce pipes. that. Be- I w- yeah, the, I want the... I want the dice to hear it. And I got, is that a seven? No. Uh, with advantage, too. Well, it's still not very good. No. Um, it's a 13. 17. Awesome. Okay. Uh, bird song coming out, in echoing into the cave. You hear from within the cave, like, ah, oh, the birds are back again. Gah! And uh, Nampa, you, you propel Roxy forward, and you're able to grab and deflect the fall that Lazara is taking, and you splash down into the water with her. Um, neither of you take any damage for that. Um, you all climb, uh, swim back up to the surface and climb aboard this new flotation device that Nampon 9 is and make your way over to uh, the platform where Gray is uh, serenading the adventurers inside. God, you made that look so easy, Gray. <laughs> Why didn't you warn me? <laughs> I'm busy playing the bird pipes. <laughs> now that you're all up there, a big, wide-open cave that narrows towards the back. Um, uh, Roxy, you saw the uh, the the group kind of go into and further in. Um, you can hear their echoing voices complaining about the birds and saying, "Ah, I think I see something up here." That Nanpa's going to say to the rest of the party. This only lasts for one minute. I think we have to go in heavy. Um, hold on. I was going to say we go in lazy, wait for them to come out, <laughs> and then just take it you from know, them. That's not actually a bad idea. We could, like, ambush them. Nanpa's starting to slightly deflate as we're having this conversation. Maybe they'll be worn out already, um, and then it'll be easier for us. Russ, can we see uh, them? You can't see them from your vantage point. You can hear uh, muffled conversation um, that makes it sound like they have found something. You don't know exactly what they've found. Work smart, not hard, Nampa. And do you? Th- I'm I'm I, I I'm looking to see if I can get around without them. I'm not Nampa. I gotta I gotta. I'm thinking I want to get a, if I can. I'm not a very sneaky fella. So, you know, sneakiness is not, there's a limit, I understand. But I've got a crown of madness spell, which would help us get rid of them by getting rid of each other if I could see them to cast it. Let's do something to get them out here before I completely deflate. How about that? And ambush them. Okay. (laughs) So you want to sneak in. You know, the D besides stealth means disadvantage, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Good. So I'm not, I'm not. You know what? Here's the thing. Even if it fails, at least they'll be coming. Yeah, that's true. Got it. So, so uh, okay, roll stealth with disadvantage to see what kind of uh, what kind of ground you can make up before they hear you. All right. I don't know how to do it with disadvantage, so I'll just roll it twice. Roll it twice. Take the worst. Yeah. Uh, my first one. Well, that's going to be almost the worst. Let's see how bad the second one is. It's a five and then a seventeen. So it's obviously the five. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Gray like turns, puts like the, you know, the finger to his lips and then proceeds to clang into the cave drum, like beating with things on his sides here as you're getting like partway there. Hey, what, what was that? There's a few footsteps making their way towards you. Do you do anything before they round any sort of bend to be able to see them? Uh, do I do (laughs) anything? I mean, be able to see. I gotta see them to cast a spell on them. Uh, Two of them come uh, quickly around the corner. You hear their footsteps, um, and around the bend, there are two humans. One with um, blonde, uh, like a blonde, like you know, comb over kind of vibe. The other one who's shaved completely bald. Um, And they, like, hey, what are you doing here? Wait a minute. Did you hear the one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a joke to try to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on the blonde one. 
Did you hear the one about the priest, the cleric, and the rabbit who come into a bar? And the rabbit says, ah, I think I'm a typo. <laughs> <laughs> and at least Tasha's hideous laughter worked on you guys. Uh, okay, I got a wisdom save on that one, I believe. Yes? Yeah. Uh, that's a 12. I, I, it needs a 13. Oh, so yeah, the blonde one begins to laugh hysterically, and his buddy kind of turns and looks at him and says, "What? What's so? F- That's not funny!" And he draws a crossbow and is going to try to shoot at you. What uh, a bitch! Right? <laughs> uh, that's going to be a seventeen to hit. Ouch! Yeah, that hits me. Alrighty then. Uh, and only three piercing damage as this crossbow bolt flies through the air. Um, let's roll for initiative. Five. Eighteen. Eleven. That's a seven for Nanpaw. Crossbow bolt flies through the air. Blonde one is laughing hysterically, like clutching his sides down on the ground. You hear more footsteps coming from inside the cave. Uh, Gray, you are up first. You've got this bolt in your shoulder. Yeah, I've also got a crossbow. Uh, however, you are going to need to roll a concentration check for Russ because you were concentrating on Tasha's hideous laughter and you took damage. God, you're so such a stickler for the rules, Lindsay. <laughs> what do I got to roll? Lindsay wants uh, me to die. Just roll yeah. a d roll a d twenty and yeah. and uh, hope you roll above a ten. Roll a d twenty, says the guy who's not the dungeon master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it fails. Thanks, Lindsay. What did you I roll? I rolled a five. I don't oh, even know okay. why I rolled it. Some guy told me to do it. <laughs> Are you still laughing for some reason? Maybe he really did like the joke. It's a uh, good joke. Yeah. It is a anyway, good joke. <laughs> since it's my turn to fight people, <laughs> I also have a crossbow. So I'm going to shoot him. I say, oh, we're playing crossbows? Okay. And I shoot him. <laughs> Give it to me. I guess I have to roll to hit him, though, don't I? I would like that, yes. That's the one D20 you got to roll. All right, what do we got? Oh, my God. Why am I rolling dice? I got a six. Uh, so a crossbow bolt pings off of the, the cave inside uh, and misses. Anything else you can or would like to do on your turn? I can do, like, a bonus action, right? Yeah, you got a bonus action, you got movement and free action, which could include yelling to your friends or taking a drink or doing anything else you would like to do. Uh, kill these guys. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Roxy, you're up next. I'm coming in with a longbow, and I'm like, it's early, and I got a hankering for some action. Yeah, Roxy's by the mouth of the cave with the longbow teed up the two others there's uh two uh, women who come around the corner they've got like one of them has like a scar from the top of her head down to the side of her face um other has uh, long flowing hair and like the, her, her face is partly shielded um but they come around the corner as well so you've got four potential targets all right who's closest that's who i'm going for uh, would be one of the two uh, men. So the the blonde-haired one is still on the ground, prone. Uh, other one is standing up with a crossbow in his hand. Okay, I'm going to go. I want to go a crossbow guy. Hey. If I can knock him out, then we're good. Yep. Awesome. Longbow it is. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Nine... Uh, arrows are flying around this cave, hitting <laughs> off of rocks, deflected off of armor. Um, the one, uh, two that entered, uh, they draw their swords and get in front of uh, the 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 man who is prone on the ground and draw their shields as well. Uh, they hold position there, and we'll go to uh, Nampa Nine. You'd be next. Nanpa's going to yell, I thought we weren't going in heavy, and uh, start to run into the cave. Um, he's starting to slump a little bit as he's starting to, de- to deflate. So he's making like a little squishing sound. <laughs> he, uh, uh, which of the two um, frontliners looks the beefiest of the sword and shield folks? Uh, would be on your left. There is one uh, woman, as, I, as described, with the scar on her face. Yep. Okay, Nanpa's going to yell, it's throttling time, and drop his club 
and try to uh, grapple this uh, woman with the scar on the left. Okay. Or around the neck, I guess. Okay. Uh, so you're trying to grapple, so straight strength. Uh, that's a or... strength check, and I get advantage because I am a giant right now. And thank God it awesome. was with advantage because the lower dice was a one. Uh, that is a 14. Okay, you're grappling them with the intent to take them to the ground, knock them prone? Yes. You do so. You leap across and grab them by the neck, which uh, their shield and sword get kind of tossed to the sides and clank down onto the stones beside you. Um, you they are now pr- uh, prone beneath you in this grapple, and they're trying to like just pound against the, the surface uh, to get out of this grapple. Um, they are not successful, though. Uh, anything else you would like to do? So, so I've got this person around the neck and they're pushed mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start to sort of drag her back towards the prone person. You, so you're trying to drag them back towards the, the blonde haired individual? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're beginning to drag him back a little further into the cave. Great. Uh, Lazra. Okay. So there's one. So there's two prone at the moment. Yes. One, uh, yeah, one man holding a crossbow, one uh, woman holding a shield and sword. Looks like a long sword. Okay. And then there's two that are still standing. Um, yeah. Is the guy who's standing, he's not shielded? Not shielded, no. Okay, so um, is Gray large enough for me to go behind him for cover? I think so. Uh, yeah. I'm medium. Six five. I'm six foot five. Yeah, you're both technically medium, but like I would presume that Gray is pretty wide across being a minotaur. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes, I'd like to get behind him, use him as cover, and stick my little hand out to Eldritch Blast, the crossbow guy that's still up. Amazing, I love it. It's a 15. I like this, and I also don't like this. (laughs) Uh, 15 hits. Nice, okay. That's nine force damage. Describe to me what your Eldritch Blast looks like. It's kind of this grayish white light, and when it hits, these kind of stars burst out. It sounds like glitter. I can't make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me. I'd have to do it with the bagpipes. You know what glitter <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> Eldritch Blast flies out and rings through the through the cave towards him, and explodes. And every like er, glitter goes everywhere. Like it's an actual tangible glitter that is now uh, in in everything, and everybody hates it. Because it's glitter. Um, <laughs> That's where the damage comes from. <laughs> um, I'm going to make... Uh, he is hit in the chest and is knocked back by the force uh, and is on the ground writhing and yelling out, Oh, somebody, somebody get them! Behind Gray, I'm going, yes! <laughs> All right, we're back to the top and it is Gray's turn. Well, we've got two down, three that have been taken to the ground. And one that's still standing. Are they shielded, not shielded? I just like to ask because it sounded like a smart question. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the so there are three prone now. Uh, the one remaining standing is the the woman guard with the shield and sword. How, what's our distance? Uh, you were making your way up to them, so no more than like twenty feet. Could I get to them for a hammering horn to to horn her? You can go horn her. Yep. Let's horn her. But I have a crossbow in my hands, so I think I'm just going to horn her. I don't. I can unarm strike her and then horn her. Yeah. Uh, well, you also have horns as an attack action too, right? All right, so let's attack her with the horns and then whack her with the horns. Love it. So yeah, you charge forward. Uh, give me a uh, a roll to attack. A six. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh... Um, what I will give you there though, is because you're charging forward, like it doesn't make sense that you would completely miss them. You might miss skewering them with your horns, but give me a strength check, uh, just straight strength to see if you can disrupt their shield position or their, or their stance. Sure. Um, a 22. Okay. It's a natural 20 plus two. Yeah, so while you miss with the gore that you were trying to do, uh, you knock into their shield, which knocks back, and st- they stumble back as they were kind of down on one knee um, and are now in a, in a seated position trying to scramble back up. Uh, no shield in hand anymore. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Roxy. Okay, now that he's uh, knocked this person onto their butt, 
I want to walk up to them with this longbow and I say, hello there. Uh, uh, hi, hi, are you, you guys here for, for the, for the artifact too? Yeah, we'll give it away. Um, well, I mean, your, 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 your call, you're, you're trying to sneak in after us, your, uh, abrupt attacks right out of the gate, like without even conversation, it seems like you're unreasonable. Well, we didn't start out that way. We were. We had plans to be all nice and civil. You guys came in defending yourselves. So now we're here. From behind uh, one of the men who's uh, knocked down. I did hit them with a crossbow. Uh, That guy. Maybe initiated this. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, we're We're new at this. We thought maybe we could... Take a stab at it. Uh, oh. Don't worry. You gave it a good shot, though. Do you, you like the bagpipes? My mother played bagpipes. You used really? to lull me to sleep. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Are you playing the bagpipes again? <laughs> <laughs> so as this is happening, Nanpa's going to grab... Another of the prone people, the blonde guy, I guess, with his other arm, which is yeah. suddenly getting like softer and more rubbery as he deflates and, yeah. and just sort of pin him down and just whisper in his ear. Now we're all prone together. Yeah, I mean, it's a big open cave. I think we need some really uh, soporific bagpipe music. Time for bedtime with bagpipes. Just don't make a cave-in, man. How about we let this all slide if you guys just uh, agree that uh, we should have the cave to ourselves? Of course, yeah. Uh, You can have the cave to yourself. Uh, There was a passageway with like a treasure chest down further in. We didn't quite break into it yet, but it's all yours. You can have everything in the treasure chest. Wait a minute. Insight. <laughs> yeah. Right, like. I mean, don't trust the motherfuckers. What do I roll for that? Uh, in, insight. Yeah. For whoever would like to. Yeah. I'd like to. I'm just a man who rolls 11s, though, so I'm not to be listened to. <laughs> um, I, as Nanpa is, you know, is sort of lying on the ground in order to reach both of these people that he's he's pinning down, and he rolls his head over towards the 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 person who was just talking. And his pince-nez starts to glitter um, with this sort of circuit board that's traced on it. And one of his runes, a stone rune, gives him uh, advantage on insight checks. Um, Love it. I'm to make sure I'm not lying. <laughs> well, you're trying to figure out if he's oh, lying or not. Because I'm looking on Gray's character sheet. I'm like, how am I? I'm totally yeah, just made this up. Get off of my sheet. All right. Wait, you did all that before you rolled? Yeah, man. Oh. That's building dramatic tension. Oh, you're a good player. 16. Uh, yes. You get a distinct sense that uh, he, while he's being truthful that you can have whatever you want from inside the treasure chest, uh, you get a feeling that there might actually be nothing in the treasure chest based on his tone. I don't want to accuse. I don't want to accuse anyone here of being a thief. But uh, who wants to check his pockets? I'll do it. <laughs> uh, since he's prone and un- underneath uh, Nampon Nine, uh, there's no real role. You can check his pockets and his bags, um, and you go in and you find exactly what you were looking for. Which I'm gonna. Here's some page turning for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, you go, you check his pockets, you find, um, a small, you find several things. You find a small vial that has three, what look like candies in them, like white candies in the bag. You find very quickly the mace, the ball mace, uh, you reach in, you kind of poke yourself, you're like, it hurts a little bit and then you pull it out and that's what you were looking for on this Island. But you also find a pommel uh which is very similar to the one in the picture that the hillop gave you back at the uh back at the entrance island we don't want to leave them here with you know 
they could. No, I know, but uh, we got to do something to them. Here, you're going to take everything. But we're going to give you a chiclet. And Nanpa's head swivels back, and he pulls three chiclets out. He hands hands them to all but the blonde guy. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you. Uh, We did. We we worked hard for those, but that's. Okay, I mean, as long as you're not going to kill us. Everybody's popping the chiclets. Mm, These are very tasty. (laughs) Thanks. The real real treasure is the friends you made along the way. And the bagpipes. I mean. Yes, you should play the bagpipes as they I think it's time to play the bagpipes. Uh, You can play the bagpipes if you wish to. Roll roll performance. See if you can lull (laughs) at least one of them to sleep. Because his mom did it. I mean, some people, when they panic and they get nervous, they just fall asleep. What's what's the opposite of the help, help action? <laughs> I don't know. But I rolled a 12. It said you it know, was going to be a nat 20, and then it fell over onto an 8. That's the so opposite of the help action. No. Yep. Um, even with a 12, uh, while, while the other three aren't really, uh, don't really seem affected, you know, as people would normally feel when they hear bagpipes played in a large open cave, the other guy, it's like this like single tear begins to roll down his eye and he just closes his eyes and just kind of drifts off to sleep. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> It's like the scene in Ratatouille where he has the flashback <laughs> to like his mother's <laughs> cooking. <laughs> that movie is remarkably violent at the beginning with gas masks and shotguns. I, I can't get through that movie without getting like creeped out because it's rats, man. It's rats in a kitchen. Dude, I saw a rat outside before we started this. I saw a rat that was so big, I thought we would have to redefine the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a new species. This is a proudly Crown Heights-centric podcast. <laughs> Three of the cast lives in Brooklyn. Anywhere comics here no, in Brooklyn. No, the comic book store is great. It's a great comic book great. store. I have rats on my street. Really? I'm not against rats. I'm just saying this was a particular like, specimen of a rat. It's not endemic to the neighborhood. So at, at this point, Nanpa is on the ground <laughs> like a camping mattress when you wake up in the morning. And and it's just all the air has gone out of it. So he's starting to roll himself up back into his head. <laughs> pop his head, fez up. You you take the newfound items that you have. Uh, presumably <laughs> you have two of them that you were looking for because these guys did a little bit of the work for you. Um, and also the vial of the, the the white candies, if you if you choose to take those. I, if I made an arcana check, might I have any sense what those are? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can you can maybe discern if they if there is any sort of magical properties to them. Okay. Uh, wow, I should just stick to the bagpipes. Oh no! <laughs> I rolled a nat one, which I would call a three, but I know it's a nat one. They look kind of like uh, like breath mints, is what they oh, look like breath to mints. you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have the pommel, which the pommel itself is a. Uh, if you look at the image, is a carved shrunken head that fits up onto the hilt. Um, the mace itself, very mace, is a ball with with spiky pointy things out of it. Nanpa's going to grab the mace and just sort of t- test its balance as, as we roll out of the cave. Uh, it's perfectly it balanced. Yeah. I mean, I don't trust these guys. Just to say, we should stay suspicious. I mean, do we tie them up and throw them in the ocean? We can tie them up and not... That'd be... Well, we told the Kenku we'd get them off this island. Yeah, we should take them with us. Let's get them back to Hillips. Uh, Let's take them to another island. I agree <laughs> with Janelle. Yeah. I agree with you. Would you be interested in a job in the towel industry? Does it pay well? No. It pays better than us killing you. <laughs> yes. You're you're a good person. You're a good salesperson. Uh. <laughs> You know what? Let's go try it out. Why not? All right. <laughs> all right. Resident negotiator Nampa. <laughs> you all make your way back through the Kenku's village and they stop and uh, the two that you were speaking with before uh, come rushing over to you and say, that was very fast. Did, did you find what you were looking for? Yeah, we got it. Uh, 
Good luck with all those holes. Hopefully, now you can tell people the artifacts are gone. <gasps> Which I mean, you could have been telling them the whole time. Uh, you see, kind of in the in the background <laughs> there. There's several several Kenkus that just kind of slap their hands to their face. Um, but beside them, there's a big sign that they're painting that says no artifact here anymore. Let, let's let's give them a, each give them a take so they can say it in a different voice and really convince people. There's no artifacts here. There's no no artifacts here. Wow, this artifact I'm taking with me sure is great. Um, I'm going to play them a bagpipe song. How <laughs> 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 there are no artifacts on this island. The island has been stripped of all artifacts by arty adventurers. Uh, the, the sound of bagpipes begins to again chorus out through the entire space. And there's this chanting of there's no artifacts any, anymore. And this good artifact that I'm taking is really great. Um, Can I roll a they, performance check just because I want to know what I'm leaving them with? Yeah. I don't really want to succeed. I just want to know if there's... 14. This just I mean, that's no the best you've it. done so far. I know. It's sad, right? Better. Yeah. Getting, getting better. We support you and your improvements. Thank you. Uh, they lead you back to the ship where Flamikins is waiting for you, and they present you with a headpiece. A is. Has this kind of white glow to it? It has feathers all through it, and they hand it to you uh, as you are boarding the ship, um, and say, "Birds no longer poo on you." <laughs> really? They nod their head really quickly and and usher it towards you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this is so valuable. <laughs> Uh, they've gifted you with a heavenly headpiece. Uh, it is a fine hat, and magically, birds will refuse to shit on you. Um, the hat can also summon 1d20 spectral pigeons per day. Uh oh, well, there's that. <laughs> I really want that hat. You can have it, Greg. Really? You're the tallest. So I think you're the most at risk. I spend my life in the trees, so I know how to avoid them. You know, <laughs> when they said this island was called Ka Ka Ka, I thought really we'd all be shat on all day. Well, it was us who did the shitting on. <laughs> <laughs> and Nan Nanpoff swivels his head up to look at one of the four uh, adventures they've captured and says, yeah, it was us that did the shitting on. Which calls for a song. To immortalize this, it is us who did the shitting. <laughs> Hail up, whiskey. And he looks at the blonde guy and says, uh, by the way, you're Hillop now. Please find us some whiskey on this boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can I can be a, a Hillop. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Uh, he runs down and beneath the surface and uh, and brings back whiskey for you. Uh, Flamykins turns and says, all right, next island, where are we headed to? I see. Let's go. All right. Well, do we know which uh, one did, was supposed to have the shrunken head? Uh, so let's not go there. Yeah. This one had the shrunken head. Well, this, uh, this, one was this one was the mace, uh, and then they also had the shrunken head, so you no longer need to go to Paul Deer. Paul Deer. All right. Okay. So what's left? We got Dragon Kill Us Island. Holger's Isle, Dragon Isle, and Fang Rocks. Well, Tiny's an ogre. Let's go to Ogre Island. Tiny is an orc, you racist. And he's a hamster. I mean, I, you, say, you say orc, I say ogre. He's not an ogre. He's an ogre. Half ogre, three quarters ogre. It's all an ogre to me. We might want to avoid the rocks because we almost lost last round. Yeah, let's not rocks. go anywhere with rocks. I mean, I'll go anywhere with you, rocks. If we ever name a drink after me, I want it to be called a Lazar on the Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Nanpa turns to, turns to the new Hillop and says, did you hear that? Oh, by the way, you are getting paid. We are not, we are not you know, impressing you into a life of servitude without a good paycheck. No, that's, that's fine. We were just always looking, trying to make ends meet and join the adventurers you know, that are out in the world. It's... Getting treasures. Can we get rid of these NPCs before we go to the next island? Yeah, no problem. I don't want to do that many voices. Uh... Uh... <laughs>
Flamekin swings by Hellop's Island where you drop off these four adventurers and they depart into, uh, like, swarmed in by Hellops who are... Uh, and we get drink refills from the Hellops. Drink refills happen <laughs> and you head back out. Remember, uh, we want your finest mixologist to design a Lazar on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, Lazar on the rocks! Uh, you hit the, hit the high seas again and you said you were sorry, you wanted to go to Ulger's Isle? Yeah. So you're looking for the blade here. The blade is what you're uh, searching for. Uh, you travel for the better part of a day, and you make it to. Uh, you see it up on the up on the distance, uh, and Flamikins begins to describe what you're about to see, and she says, "Well, Uncle's Isle is uh, uh, it's a volcano island, and it's always covered in a molten hot magma. This, the blade is said to be somewhere deep inside the volcano." There's a blacksmith there who works in the hottest forge around. Uh, you just gotta make it. Seems like calling this burning hot lava island would have been a lot more truth in advertising. Yeah, the person who found it, his name was Olger, and he didn't want to have it, uh, you know, not associated with his own name because everybody around here is like trying to stake a little bit of claim in something that they've got going down, trying to just make sure that their name lives on for years, uh, passing down lineages and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, it's a volcano. Are there ogres on it? Are there ogres on it? No, no. So we're here under entirely false pretenses. Oh, well. Yeah, there's no no ogres here. Ogre. Ogre. U-L-G-A-R. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> we all did not hear that L. Nanpa stuffs Tiny a little <laughs> deeper into the pocket and says, You can set this one out, bud. Uh, I was ready to come at them. You tell me when there's ogres there. I, I will come fight them. <laughs> I still don't know why you want to fight your own, Tiny. Make peace with the ogres, Tiny. Make peace with the oh, ogres. Yeah. yeah, right. Don't scratch their eyes out. I think to prepare, we should all play the floor is lava on the boat. Oh, I, I thought I thought I'd have to play that on the uh, bagpipes, which I would do. The floor is lava. The lava is the floor. The floor is lava. The lava is the floor. Nanpa's so bad at it. He's trying to track ball around on the rail of the boat and keeps falling off. Nampa, no! I mean, we could just call the, the game Nampa's Melting. <laughs> it's the tune of London Bridges. It's very nice. I love it. Uh, so as you as you dock to this island, uh, which there is no real dock, as it's mostly uh, either it's, uh, various states of lava and magma and hardened lava, um, uh, Flamikins puts you down into a little dinghy and lowers you to the to the water, and you make your way over to the island, uh, where you see uh, up in the distance the giant volcano. There are several caves where lava is kind of pouring out, and some where it's uh, like super hot, but but doesn't appear there's active flow. So this is going to be the risk of failure is that you burn up in lava, but it's going to be a skills challenge. So before you are various uh, lava geysers, tunnels, um, uh, other sharp rocks that you could fall onto. Watch out, Lazra. Um, but you're going to describe to me something that your character does to help your group across that uh, will make your way closer to. And if we have more successes than failures, uh, you will... You will make it without taking a, a whole lot of damage by the time you make it to the center of this volcano. Um, can I just leave my armor on the boat? Sort of yeah. seeing what we're getting into. I feel like the armor is not going to do me much good. Yeah, for sure. Retroactively, we just yeah, tuck it below ship. Sure. can says she'll, walks up, she'll watch over it, shine it up for you while you're, while you're out there. Nanpa can't leave his armor on the boat. Uh, so removing your armor, Gray, will, uh, if there is any stealth involved, you would no longer have disadvantage with that. Sure. So Nanpa has um, proficiency in water vessels. So he is, as they're rolling and walking along, going to borrow ropes from everyone and start to tie them together to make a slightly better, easier way for people to get across this area. Tying ropes together to make, sorry, from the... What are you tying the ropes uh, to? Uh, no, he, he's just tying ropes together right now to make okay. one giant rope to when we get awesome. to an obstacle, you know, be able to use right. it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you have, uh, if everybody has ropes, that's probably 50, probably 200 feet of rope. 
Yes. Uh, I would assume. Uh, okay. Yeah. You dock up to uh, get as close to without coming into contact with any lava and uh, make your way up onto this dried portion of the shore. Uh, before you is, uh, like I said, a couple of these open caverns. Uh, there appears to be um, geysers of lava shooting up along the way. And uh, what do you want to do? You can go in any order you like. Lazarus going to pray fervently. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nanpa is going to, I guess, wrap the rope around kind of his shoulders and body and hand the other end to you know, the next person because I'll go first. Pull me back if I geyser shoots off underneath me. Okay. Um as um we'll we'll use Lazra your prayer as a first you're you're trying to grant at least some sort of, of luck capacity to uh, bestow upon your group. So make a religion check. Twenty two. Love it. Hard success there. Yeah, I come from uh, I come from a church that's very close to the ocean, and uh, ocean adjacent deities. So I'm very at home here, and uh, I'm praying to Leviathan to help us. Hopefully, something answers. Um, yeah. So as if out of nowhere, like this wave rolls up. It doesn't seem large at first. Um, but rolls out like through your feet and around you and uh, makes the pathway. The steam begins to rise up off of this, making it less of a narrow pathway and widens the pathway that you have in order to make it further into this island. Oh my God, Leviathan is real. Goat bless. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're able to walk further into this island, the four of you proceeding forward. Um, you make it to one of these uh, dormant tunnel system openings um, that uh, you would presume lead further into uh, the volcano itself. Or there appears to be a, a rocky pathway uh, that kind of wraps around the edge of this Leading further up the volcano. Um, is it big enough for me and Nampa on the rocky ledge? Uh, is it large enough for us? Uh, observing it, it looks um, wide enough that the two of you could proceed. It does look like it is not entirely stable in certain areas. Nanpa is going to, the only thing he's really good at are athletics. And again, he can, he's, he's got a few proficiencies, random proficiencies. He's going to try to jump across some of these areas that look less stable. And he does that by sort of like sucking in his trackball and, and kind of bouncing on it as hard as, hard as he can. Uh, he's going to try to get a get across an unstable area and then you know haul people with the rope. Okay, can I before? Are you going to tell us to that, or are you just going to go do it? Uh, uh, he's he's you can, you've seen him kind of jump like this before, so you you see him sort of rolling to the front and and lowering himself on his carriage. I'd, I'd love to get some bardic inspiration going and sort of give you a little theme music for your jumping. For sure, I'd, I'd like to help you out. You see him sort of that. settling down on his caboose. And get into the groove. We don't own that music. We won't use that music. He's get swaying up. back and forth, and he says, "That makes my caboose loose." And Pops up into the air. Uh, okay. The relaxed entry point we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, uh, what skill do you want to use for this there? Uh, athletics. Okay. Uh, and you would have bardic inspiration, as I understood. So in a okay, that's a that's a sixteen. So I'm going to hold on to the yeah for sure that'll work. So it works flawlessly, and you're able to uh, to proceed forward. Um, you roll along in some of the uh, you're going along the ledge, yep, right? Yep. And he's just yep. sort of popping yep. up like like those yep. little like those those little spring um, figures that you push down with a suction cup and yep. bing. He just yep. springs up over the loose spot and then tries to tie the rope and pull people across. Yep. Love it. Yeah, you absolutely do that and uh, anchor the rope as it goes so that if anybody kind of slips, they grab themselves and you proceed into uh, at the end of this uh, this uh, this pathway that you lead to. It wraps around into this tunnel or this cave system. There is an intense heat that's coming out of it. Uh, everybody make a constitution saving throw. Empire, you affect, would you be affected by being a robot of sorts? Not with a 21 on my console. All right. Perfect. I rolled a seven. 
because I can't roll dice. Oh, my God. Okay. I also wanted to say, I think Lazra has uh, trauma from falling off ledges and such. <laughs> so, <laughs> she has she has pitons in her adventuring gear, so she would have just taken those out and just be holding on to them. <laughs> just so, like, in case of accident, she has something she can dig into. Love it. Yeah. Uh, with Nanpa's help, you make it across. But, yeah, it is a little bit more shaky, having given your, your recent experience. Um, and as you all get to it, uh, Nanpa, your, you, you sense the heat, your sensors are elevating, your temperature levels are rising, and everybody else, um, like you lose your breath, and you're going to take um, just one, um, there's no heat damage, but like fire damage, essentially, um, from this uh, from this heat wave just pouring out. Uh, so you have a, a cave system before you, it appears to be the only way to go. There's this intense heat that appears to be draining you. Um, is there a, we've got, we've got gray and we've got Roxy who haven't, um, done anything yet. Is there anything you can do to help proceed forward? You know, I do have, um, heroism, which is normally used in combat, but it helps. It increases people's hit points for a brief period of time. And could I use it in this way to help people have a little more solidity underneath them while we're going into this dangerous situation? Yeah, yeah I, I love that. So uh, I could target one additional creature or slot a second level or higher, right? So I can target yeah. two people. And yeah. I think the weakest of our – I think that Janelle is probably the most susceptible. Um, so I target her. And I, I think Roxy is second most susceptible in terms of like overall – toughness yeah nanpa so, has opened some louvers on his side and just radiate it's actually you see a radiator under there it's actually literally <laughs> radiating out heat awesome uh what does it look like as you cast heroism it's just you know i've got the drums out the bagpipes have sent everybody to they just don't like the bagpipes so i'm not doing that but i'm getting a nice solid you know Rhythm going, finding the sounds of the cave and the real echoey uh, construct of the cave that we're in, right? We're in a large tubular cave, lava flow cave. Yep. And I just want to find a rhythm that sort of resounds in that and keeps it going. Something something that sounds almost like a timbre, like an Irish drum. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's echoing off of the sides and um, almost you feel, uh, Roxy and uh, Lazra, you feel... Uh, a sense of rejuvenation like you still feel the heat but you feel like um it is able you're able to proceed further into this um based on your current modifier there you each gain three temporary hit points um at the start of each turn when the spell ends target loses any remaining temporary hit points so yeah as long as that's going you you get uh those three hit points there um and it's like the the way the heat wave around you is is dissipating a little bit based on this m this music that's being put forth into uh, the cavern, which allows you to proceed further in. Um, as you get inside, um, you make it to this, it narrows to this long bridge that opens up and looks like it extends out over this lava pit. It is narrow, it is crumbling in parts, and as you as you reach it, you hear a loud echoing like rumble coming from behind you. Like something has um, exploded and there is a glow of the red-orange glow of lava coming in behind you. Oh, we gotta go. This isn't good. <laughs> uh, Nanpa's gonna be holding the 200-foot rope again, and he's just going to speed across the, the land bridges as fast as he can. Okay. Uh, make a, a dexterity check. Again, not his. Oh, but he's still got Bardic. All right. That is a 19. Love it. So yeah, Nampa first to go out, rope kind of unraveling behind him, speeds out and across as you, as you turn and look and you see this lava flow beginning to move down towards you. Uh, what do the other three of you do? And I, I do think that Nampa looks like one of those office desk toys with a round big ball bearing slides on the, you know, slides on the little cradle. My immediate instinct is to grab Lazarus and just start running. Okay. I know she's smaller than me, but I just want to grab her and let's just, like, keep running. 
Awesome. I do feel more confident <laughs> if Roxy's holding my hand. <laughs> uh, make decks. So just straight decks or acrobatics, even if that gives you a bonus. Um, yeah. To make you and Lazara make it across. Oh, I got a five? <laughs> she does have a rope. Sorry. <laughs> you said with the advantage? Yeah. You said with advantage? Yeah. Okay. I hope it's better than five. I got you, Roxy. <laughs> How the turntables. Oh, my God. I trip on the rope. Uh, okay. You, yeah. You grab Lazra. Lazra is feeling very confident with you proceeding forward. It's like, yeah, now I've got somebody to help me across all these, these bridges and, and side things that keep getting thrown in our way. Um, and your feet get, ta- you get moving so fast, your feet get tangled up in the rope. Gray, you see them begin to stumble and are rolling across this bridge, wrapping themselves up in the rope. <laughs> I mean, I'm fairly strong. I mean, if I can do it on an athletics check, I'll just try to yep. stop them and carry them both across. I'm a. This is what happens when you don't pray to Leviathan, Roxy. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm strong. I can charge like a bull, so I might as well try to. It's a it's an elf in a small you know yeah, Asimov. Yeah. I, they're small enough for me to pick up. Love it. Yeah, roll athletics. Thankfully, I didn't have to do it with bagpipe, so it's a 23. Amazing. (laughs) So the scene plays out. uh, The two of you uh, tumble and are rolling and getting tangled up. You're losing your, your... uh, your, your stance and your ability to kind of keep your, keep your pace going. Uh, Gray runs in behind and like scoops you up in his arms as this lava flow explodes into this room. Um, closing the, the path behind you, you all make it across to the other side as this bridge is like collapsing down behind you. Like, there's the explosion, and it's like cool guys don't look at explosions kind of vibe as you <laughs> leap across and roll, and Nampa Nines <laughs> has been there for a while because they bolted out uh, ahead of you. Oh, I'm looking at it from my ladder burrito. <laughs> from my rope burrito. <laughs> Big eyes. Uh, the lava is uh, filling up the, the pool of... Uh, of even more lava beneath you and it's it's rising and getting a little bit higher uh you turn and you hear the sound of loud clanging coming echoing down the the tunnel that's before you and i think if i timed it right that's where we end that episode awesome with a mystery not a cliffhanger that's right. <laughs> well, I can't hand two on the same, oh, you're falling into something, cliffhangers. It's four episodes of Lazarus Falls. <laughs> it's not your <laughs> fault if we keep falling into things. That's true. That's true. Uh, when we claim an island here, I want to name it Lazarus Falls. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be covered in ogres. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, nothing it's, but it's ogres a sanctuary for Falls. ogres. Lazarus yeah. on the Rocks is the only drink that is served. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, in Lazarus Falls, we drink Lazarus on the rocks. No, we don't have martinis. Does this mean I can eat a Triscuit? Yes, it's time. It's Triscuit time. Yay! See everybody next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Russ. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen! Wait a second! (laughs) It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. 
I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.